Okay, everybody, here we are. We've been waiting for this moment. Episode seven, which as many of you probably don't know, it's my lucky number. Mm -hmm. I actually didn't know that. Wow. Wow. (laughs) Powerful. It's powerful. (laughs) Already. And we are gathered here today to talk about something that has caused many a tear, Mm. many a frustration, and when you release it, can cause many a liberation. Beautiful poem. Can you guys guess what it is? We'll give you a hint. (laughs) It's expectation. Moment of silence. We're going to be talking about expectation. A moment of silence for all the expectations you've had. In relationships, wishing someone to be something that they weren't, expecting an event to go a certain way. And what does expectation lead to? Disappointment. Heaviness. Yes. And something that we're going to get into in this episode is that expectation is different than having high standards. A very important distinction indeed. Yes, we want to really break that down and explain the difference between the two and how one can help you and one can really do some damage. Hurt you. Yeah. Yeah, so that's what we're going to be getting into today. And Eileen and I thought about doing this episode when we both had been experiencing the sneakiness of expectation recently in little micro ways and also gigantic glaring ways that we just maybe miss. Yeah. And so we want to spare you your future expectation by going through this together Yeah, as a powerful stuff family. Because that's what families do. They break it down. And stick together. (laughs) (laughs) You heard it here first. (laughs) So we're going to do a quick just centering moment with our Medi and journaling at the end. But in this centering moment, just taking a deep breath in, breathing in the weight of that expectation that you're feeling around a certain thing and just open mouth, exhaling it out. (sighs) Ah. Just letting it wash over you, letting yourself feel it fully, letting yourself wave the white flag and say, I admit it, sue me, I had expectation. We're going to take another breath in to clear that out. And open mouth, exhale. Whatever comes up today, knowing that it's coming up for us, for our wisdom, for our alchemization, of our expectation. And so I would like to start off really by sharing a quote that someone once told me about expectation. And it was a person that I met um, at a plant medicine ceremony. So we're already off to a good start. But truly, he said, how you manifest is you hold the vibration of what you want to step into, radically hold it for yourself because you are the only thing that you can control, and drop expectation about every other person or thing around it. Mm. And you keep acting as if you're that version of yourself calling it in, even if other things around you or other events around you aren't representing that. He said, hold the vibration, drop expectation. Wow. And that actually brings me to this thought, which is how hard that really is in the moment because yes, we just want to, we get so distracted by what other people are doing in those situations and it really then comes down to control. And it's all, it's, I mean, we know this, we can only control ourselves, but the temptation of trying to control those other factors is sometimes too high to ignore. It's true. 
And especially like when you've put like time, thought, money into something, it's so funny because expectation is like our future robbing us of our current peace Mm. because we're so thinking about a future moment that hasn't happened yet Yeah, in the present moment. And then when that future moment arrives, it's almost like we have to control it because it would be too devastating or like disappointing for our inner child in that moment, our like unheld inner child. Totally. And it's like this element of fantasy also robbing you of reality because you've just created this picture of how you think it should be, but there might be something you're just missing that's really there. Right. It reminds me of, and I know we're being very esoteric right now. (laughs) We're going to drop it into some IRL examples, but it really does remind me of one thing I teach in my group coaching um, around positive and negative feedback loops. And feedback loops are governed by a certain belief or like an Instagram filter, if you will, of how we see the world. So we end up creating situations that reinforce that belief. Mm. And so if we believe, for example, that I am not enough, and then a trigger is something doesn't go the way I wanted it to in this particular situation that I had expectation around it, then I get to tell myself the story. Nothing ever goes my way. I shut down. I get angry at the people around me Mm. or whatever it might be. Uh, Then they pull away. Then I'm even more disappointed. And that reinforces I am not enough. And so that's how expectation can actually help reinforce um, disempowered beliefs about ourselves, because then it allows us to be disappointed or to shut down or to be like, why me Mm. when things don't go our way? Wow. Thank you for breaking down just how dangerous this can (laughs) potentially be. Danger. (laughs) Danger, danger. Yeah. And it's interesting because then... Like you said, Eileen, if we think about it as, um, let's say, like the present moment, um, instead of fantasy robbing us, if we do know we are enough on the positive feedback side of it, if I know I'm enough, something doesn't go the way I planned, then the new story for the filter of I am enough governing this feedback loop would be, okay, it didn't go as planned. Maybe this is an opportunity for me to practice flexibility. Maybe I wasn't meant to go to that thing. Mm. Maybe I was meant to go to this other thing, or if let's say it's in regards to a person. Mm -hmm. Maybe that person and I weren't meant for each other. Maybe there's someone even better. And then I double down on what makes me feel good and what empowers me in that moment. Then that creates more magnetism for like someone else or a new situation, which then reinforces I am enough. I love that. And so... Just to break it down, um, I know we both have a few examples on a tactical level. I have two, so we'll ping pong it. Mm -hmm. But I was thinking the other week, and of course I've, you know, coached a lot of people on stuff like expectation, but then you always have these like moments when you need to remind yourself. And it was a Saturday. This is such a funny small Venice problem, but, um, but you know what? All of our feelings are valid. Um, and I am enough. And um, I it was a Saturday and like it was 80 degrees and all the sun, the sun was out. And I was just really feeling like I wanted to be around friends that Saturday and that I wanted to hang out on the beach. And I, you know, was waiting on a friend to tell me if they could or couldn't make it. I think you were out of town. Like two of my other friends who usually go like do weekend beach hangs with me. We're out of town. Everyone else was busy. One person wasn't responding. I get to the beach and like everyone else is like with their group of friends hanging out and I'm just alone. And, um, I noticed myself being like, this was such a waste. Like I, you know, was so excited for this beach weekend and now I'm here alone. And I found myself for like 30 minutes being in this funk of like, oh, I expected today to go a certain way. And it's just simply not like Mm -hmm. no amount of wishing is going to bring a friend back from that trip that they're on or make my friend who isn't texting me back, text me back sooner. And I was like, I have a choice. I can either let my whole Saturday afternoon be ruined, or I can just say like in the, I am not, or in the, I am enough positive feedback loop. 
okay, I was meant to have an alone day today. And how did I want to feel at the end of that group hangout? I wanted to feel connected. I wanted to feel revitalized. I wanted to feel energized. And if I can think about the feeling I wanted to have at the end of the expectation, I can reverse engineer that to give that to myself right now. So then I colored in my journal. I'm not going to lie to you. I listened to some Taylor Swift um, and jumped in the ocean. And then my husband ended up surprising me on the beach. And he was like, he doesn't really like to be on the beach that much. Um, <laughs> like when he's not doing something, he doesn't get, he doesn't conceptually. He's not a lounger. He doesn't conceptually get like the beach hang. Yeah. Like he'll go if he's playing volleyball or surfing, but he he's won't Canadian. like. Canadian. Yeah, exactly. So you guys get it. <laughs> Enough said. <laughs> Enough said. But he came and sat on the beach with me, which is huge for him. Yeah. And it was just a reminder of like, okay, I can feel recharged, revitalized. And I can, I'm empowered to give those things to myself that I was hoping these external sources would give me. You bring up such a good point about um, getting to the root of what you're actually expecting or looking for and realizing that this scene that you visualized was just a road to what you ultimately wanted, which were those feelings you identified. And I feel like that's such an important point with expectation is realizing that you've just attached yourself to some story, but there are so many different means to those ends. So it's like always looking deeper of what you're actually, what do you actually want out of that situation? And like, is there something else that can satisfy it? Amen. Yeah. Perfectly said, Eileen, because I was thinking about it. And I really do think that, or this is like the methodology, let's break it down and make it into a methodology person in me. I like wrote that in my journal after, and it was, I wrote like, what, what's the expectation? What's the reality? Mm -hmm. And what's the feeling I wanted to have at the end of the expectation? Yeah. So you identify what's the expectation the expectation is that I wanted to have a bunch of friends at the beach with me, hanging out, playing, mm -hmm. laughing, connecting. What is the reality? They're all gone. And I'm here motherfucking alone <laughs> for these few hours. And, and you're in Venice and you have all of these other things around you and people around you. Totally. So expectation, but then I identified the reality and then I identified what is that feeling? I want to feel these things. And so what can I then reverse engineer? What can I do what am I empowered to radically do myself to bring me those feelings? Mm -hmm. What I ended up doing is then it ended up bringing me back to the present moment because there's another scenario where if I didn't do those things, I could have wasted the whole afternoon wishing yeah. the day to be something it wasn't, totally like shitting on the present moment. Distracting yourself with things. like Scrolling. Just, yeah, reaching for like food, whatever, that just kind of like numbs you a little bit. Yeah. yeah. It, and numbing and wishing that it was what it isn't. Exactly. And then that leads to more disappointment, which then feeds into the vicious cycle of like, today really didn't go how I wanted. <laughs> yeah. And then it gets harder and harder to get out of that. So true. So true. That's such a good example. Yeah. I was going to say what, what example come up for, comes up for you either in situationally or I know it can also be a big thing with people as well. Yeah, I think for me it's actually – it comes up a lot with people. With situations, I I don't know. I, I tend to go into things with really no expectation and so that often works well, but I definitely deal with other things like social anxiety and just like anticipation of things, but that's a – Separate. separate topic separate pod for a separate day for sure but but yeah I think when it comes to people is where I really notice it and you know like most things it goes back to your parents always um but you know growing up I can trace it back to that just like having an expectation about what our family would look like about how we would interact with each other about the types of things we would do and I spent a lot of time as a kid wanting my life to be different and wanting to be like plopped into a different world. Not necessarily like me wanting to change, but having this expectation that I should be in a, in a different setting and scenario. And I lived a lot in my head in like a fantasy world 
which has been great for creativity and all of those things. But I definitely, um, you know, when I think back, I think about all of the things I missed that were in my reality and in my present moment. And I think that kind of illustrates what we're saying of like wanting to, um, wanting things to be a certain way and then missing what you actually have in front of you. So recently it's something I've really worked on. And as I got older, it was something I just didn't want to waste my time on, um, that wishing feeling. And yeah, so recently I think with parents, I, I had kind of a breakthrough moment. So proud of you. Thank you. Of realizing that my expectations had actually gone so far that they had created kind of this alternate reality for me. And I created a relationship in my mind the way that I wanted it to be and feel. And there were moments that affirmed that and made me believe that that's really how it was. But in reality, there were so many things I was ignoring because they didn't fit my expectation. And what I've come to is accepting the reality of what is. And um, it's brought me a lot of peace because there was such a dissonance before between like what something looked like from the outside and what it really felt like. And it's been really uncomfortable to feel the reality of it, but there's like this strange satisfaction I'm getting from that discomfort because I know that it's real and because I know that then from there I can make decisions about how I want to um, engage or interact or, you know, be in, in relationship with someone. Yes, I love, I was like internally saying retweet to everything <laughs> you were saying, but it's so profound and powerful what you just shared um, because it's, that's like radically owning like, you know, there's this saying, it's like, it's not our fault, but it is our responsibility. Yeah. And it's not our fault, like which, you know, relatives we have or what's happened in the past, but it is our responsibility to choose what we do with it now, even though it sucks, yeah. <laughs> you know, <laughs> to be like, well, fuck it. Like, yeah, I have to accept it, accept it and lean in. And I think the acceptance is the hardest part yeah. because like you said, it's like, give, uh, you know, saying like, I accept that this fantasy is not my reality. Yeah. And I accept the truths that come with that. Yeah. And after living in a fantasy for so long, it's like that harshness is, it's like, it's just satisfying. It's like going for like a really tough workout or something. It's that feeling of just like, this is what it is. And I it's real. can deal with it too. Yeah. yeah. That you're strong enough. Yeah. It's like having like a really clean salad after eating a bunch of empty junk food. Yeah, and it actually makes it taste better. That's true. That's Even though true. in the moment in the past maybe you would reach for that french fry. Totally, right. <laughs> but knowing what's really good for you. <laughs> yeah, you crave the salad. I have convinced myself to love vegetables because of that. Yeah, I do love a good veggie yeah. except for peppers. Okay. No so offense. Same kind of. To pepper lovers. They're just like neither here nor there. I agree. Kind of like sweet. a cantaloupe in the fruit mm. category. Yeah. 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 But anyway, <laughs> <laughs> unless we accepted what the cantaloupe was <laughs> and just was like, it is what it is. <laughs> and then we enjoyed the cantaloupe based on its cantaloupeness, not wishing it to be a strawberry. Maybe we'll try that. Yeah. Well, you guys stay tuned. <laughs> we'll keep you posted. But going back to what you said, it's actually some of the first things I have my clients do when they're kind of holding on to an old relationship or something that they wish they're so, trying so hard to make it work or they had fallen in love with someone's potential or whatever. Mm -hmm. And yeah. I, sa I say to them, let's spend three minutes and you write out everything you accept about what is true right now. And then from there, from that place of truth, we can clearly see the next step. Yeah. But otherwise, you're always going to be second guessing if you're building on a foundation of expectation because it's not real and we don't know what's real. 
And then you're just living for these tiny dopamine hits, like you said, and those brief moments when reality and expectation align. Yes. Then then, when it aligns that brief moment, then you're searching for the next moment and aligns. And if it doesn't align, then you're like, but it aligned back then. Yeah. So it's so fleeting and so unstable. Yeah. I love that you dug into that point because that's the, that's the trick. That's where you get trapped for falling for those small little fleeting moments when it kind of makes sense and you think that's your sign, but it's not. Totally. Yeah. And an important distinction I want to talk about here uh, because we're in the, in the area of people and then remember or remind me at the end, I want to talk about something I've been thinking about a lot, which is expectation around my wedding or like mm, when we have a big yeah, day yeah. that we've been planning for a while, whether it's your wedding, whether it's Burning Man, whether it's birthday party, birthday party, New Year's. New Year, oh my gosh, that. New Year's is a huge. Yeah. Let's get into that. Expectation quicksand. Yeah. We're not careful. Yep. Um, but yeah, just on the, especially in the, the context of people, um, I feel like expectation, um, and having standards are super different. We touched on it at the beginning, but just to really, I would never say beat a dead horse with a stick because I would never do that. I don't know where that is. As a vegan? Yeah. I don't know where that expression came from, but just to hone that point in. Mm. um, I know some of these expressions are so violent, just as a tangent. like. I find myself saying them because it, it's just in your lingo. And then I hear the words and I'm like, that is horrifying. I know. Like how people, the other two that come to mind are like, the, uh, kill two birds with one I stone. I know. Throw the baby out with the bathwater. <laughs> or like there's many ways to skin a cat. They are all horrifying. I know. You're like, why would they, Who? what sick lexicon person <laughs> yeah. made these into the... Uh, English language. Thank God we're examining these. I know. What I always like to say with a bird one is I say, fix two birds, broken wings with one splint. Oh. Just wow. so people know that I don't. You're reclaiming it. I'm reclaiming it. Hashtag own your story. <laughs> but, um, but, but yeah, I think expectations yeah. versus standards. Let's go. Let's go. So when we have expectations about somebody, we're always going to be disappointed. They're going to feel the pressure of that. Number one, it feels horrible to be on the receiving end when people are like, oh, I expected you to do this. It's like, well, A, why didn't you just ask me if I would do that? And then I can decide if that's a yes or no for me. But also on the other end of it, um, when I've had expectations like about past boyfriends being a certain way, always disappointed, it doesn't mean that we can't have high standards. And what I mean by that is you can absolutely say like, I want to engage with people that show up in a certain way. But having high standards also means you're clearly communicating your needs and desires and then the other person is empowered to either respond accordingly or say like, I'm sorry, that's not something I can do for you. And then you both make an empowered choice if you continue to engage or not in whatever capacity, whether it's professional or romantic or as a friend. And so having high standards could be like, I like to you know, keep a circle of friends that I can trust, that show up for me, that do X, Y, Z. And like, let's say a friend didn't show up for me for an event that was important to me. I can communicate like, hey, I really wished you could have been there. Like, you know, see what they say, see how that lands for you rather than just like silently expecting that Mm -hmm. they would do that and then getting resentful because you didn't express that desire to them because it's not fair to them to be a mind reader and then you both get to decide based on if they're willing to do that for you, if you're willing to accept that. But high standards is all about communication and choice of what you desire and what the other person desires and where you're willing to meet each other. Amen to that. And that is, yeah, that's really such a key piece because that will save you your sanity and it will Mm. save the other person their sanity and it's so I think for me it's so relevant when it comes to dating especially and and I had a situation earlier this year when I just gotten back to LA with someone and you know I had I definitely had standards of how I wanted to be treated 
and how I expected to be treated. And that does bring in some certain level of expectation, of course, just as a word. Um, but I didn't put those on this person. And my approach was just more of like a wait and see. And it was a very new strategy for me in dating because I really cared about this person. And we had, you know, like a, a deep history and, you know, there was, the stakes were high. Um, but I chose to enter into it and stay curious. Mm. And ultimately, you know, he did not live up to my standards. Um, and it was, painful but it was way less painful than if I had built up this whole expectation of what he should do yes and so then ultimately when we had the conversation and I you know kind of broke it to him that this wasn't going to be able to continue um I could go in there really confidently and state how I expected to be treated you know what my standards were for for my own self and those are like the distinction, I guess, expectations for self versus what someone else should do. Mm -hmm. And so I was able to explain those, um, but without really like anger towards him. And so we had really productive conversations where then he could express exactly what was going on with him and why, you know, he couldn't do certain things, but it was never, it was never antagonistic. And now, um, you know, we've obviously needed some space. I wasn't ready to just launch back in after, you know, not being treated the way that I want to be. But um, there's a path forward now for some kind of friendship in the future, just because now it's very clear what my standards are. And it's very clear to him if he's willing or not to live up to those. Right. And what I love about everything that you just said is that it's clear. Yeah. Like it's clear between you. Exactly. It's clear between him. Yes. And it's empowered in choice. Yes. Like he knows what... He knows what I want. He knows what you want. I know what he's capable of. Right. And then it's like, is he willing to do that? Yes or no. Or are you willing to compromise on X, Y, Z? Yes or no. Yeah. And it's like you said, very stoic and matter of fact. Yeah. Like this is what it is. Just be clear with me in your answer and let's continue to check in around that. Yes, that's so true. And I think it, ha yeah, it had to be that way because of course, you know, like I have love for this person and maybe if it was 10 years ago, I would have hung around and kind of waited along for the ride to see what happened. But we are at a point where we have to kind of take on that stoicism and like be very clear. Yeah. And the thing that is so funny about that, I just like cringe thinking about like all the guys I've had expectation on in the past. Oh yeah. Where it's like, I'd let them treat me like shit, treat me like shit, da da da. Yeah. But it's like, I allowed it, but then all of a sudden I would like expect a lot or need like a grand gesture to prove that Mm, yeah that that's it, true that they were worth it and just like zero communication was happening until this point so then it seemed like explosive and out of the blue yes, for them yes and so it's just so great when you continue checking in first with yourself of like what are my expectations yeah what is the current reality what needs to be communicated yeah and I think also our expectations of ourself like what expectations am I putting on myself are those realistic yeah and how can I how can I distinguish the expectations I'm putting on myself versus the standards that I want to operate mm. or live by as a North Star? Mm, I love that. You mean like how we are showing up for other people or ourselves or, yeah. Because right. I think sometimes we can think we need to do too much, you know? And right. Like, and then we're just over kind of compensating for something and that person hasn't even asked for that. Right. Yeah. Yeah, totally. And so it's, I think it's a great, inward to outward examination of what are my expectations of myself? Yeah. How am I showing up? What are my expectations of these people or this situation? Yeah. And that just takes us back to the present moment Yeah. and allows us to work with what is. It allows us to work with who we are in the present moment. Like maybe one day we're sick or feeling low energy Yeah. or something's been canceled and we're sad, allowing or accepting the current reality yeah. of like the sadness or the low energy. Yeah. And then where am I going from here? How might I be able to work with this? Yeah. And it actually just gives us a clear snapshot. It's like running a diagnostic. 
mm. on a car yeah. or or a human. <laughs> you <laughs> right. know what I mean? Is this up to snuff? <laughs> it's, it's like, it's almost like getting a physical or like, yeah. okay, here are the things. Yeah. It, like it is what it is. We're not going to ignore this, but then here's the treatment plan. Mm. But it's almost like if we ignore it, then it goes untreated. Yes. Amen to that. And so the interesting thing is that, um, sorry, I'm just moving my little cord around because it keeps doing a little dance with my mic stand. Uh Uh-oh. Um, but you know what? I accept it and <laughs> no expectations there. So the thing that has been top of mind for myself mm-hmm. has been my wedding. Yes. I know um, other people deal with this as well. Yes. Like whether, like you said, it's New Year's Eve, which now, by the way, on New Year's, I always just prefer to be like with a few friends. Same. In a cabin in nature where we're like... My intention is that I just want to feel connected, reflective, recharged, so we can all be together for certain moments, take our alone time versus like, what are we all doing for New Year's? Like, it has to be amazing. We have to buy tickets to this crazy party concert. And then it's so much pressure. Oh my God. We have all been there. Yes. We've all been there. Um, Yeah. Yeah. It's crazy. But yeah, so with the wedding thing, I was going to say that um, like I was thinking about it a lot. I mean, we're doing a festival wedding, which is going to be so fun. Mm, But as someone who leads events and who facilitates, it's like I'm having all these different friends and family come from different parts of the country who have never met each other. Mm. And, you know, at, at my events, I usually go around and make sure everyone's feeling connected. They're having a good time. And, um, it's this funny moment of like Spencer and I have spent a lot of time planning this and I found myself future tripping last week when I was getting anxious, which usually means we're future tripping. And it's again, having that awareness. Okay. My anxiety is is coming up. It's allowing me to see where I'm holding stress about the future and where I can release it, acknowledge it and release it. And I was just like, I need to go into I need to take my own advice I'd give a client and write out my ideal scene for how I want to feel Yes. at the end of my wedding. And I want to feel like connected, like I laughed a lot, you know, like I got to just hang out and connect good friends and then release expectation of um, if I'll be trapped in small talk conversations or if I'll actually get to enjoy it. Cause what if I'm pulled in a million different directions versus mm-hmm. like, this is, I've spent time planning this and then the weekend will be what it is. And to just trust as it's unfolding, like how I can make the best of each moment. Yeah. And to radically choose in each moment, like, is this fulfilling my intention? Mm-hmm. And if something doesn't go according to plan, what can I do then to re-tap into that feeling and be flexible in how I get to that feeling? I love the word trust in that because it's also like, especially when it comes to events, you know, you've done the planning, you've done the proper preparations and coordinated everything. And you've also invited all people that you love and respect and know love and respect you so much Mm. So there is kind of this element of just like you've pulled all the best ingredients together for something to make this recipe and it's like this trust that whatever happens, even if it's not according to your expected plan, um, all those ingredients are going to work to the best of their ability. Totally. Yeah. And it's like, would I rather spend the weekend stressing or like allowing yeah. every little thing that doesn't go right or to uh, be like, oh my gosh, it's all coming undone or to be like, okay, releasing expectation if like one thing doesn't go right or this DJ doesn't come on, trusting like we were all meant to like gather over, gather over here, do this yeah, thing instead. exactly. And trusting that like if so-and-so comes and they're excited to see me and they feel awkward or alone for yeah 
an hour, it's their journey. And yeah. they might have a breakthrough or end up talking to someone an hour yes. later that they needed to talk to, but it's not my responsibility to make them feel um, like connected 24-7. Oh my gosh, right. Like, it's like I can create an environment and then what people do in it. Yeah, like it's, that's up to them. Yeah, yeah. we're all co-creating it together and I can't control everyone's right. experience. Right. And knowing that, of course, people are coming with the intentions very similar to yours because it's your wedding, but they're also, they also might be coming with their own intentions and their own things that they need to work through on this weekend away and trusting that, you know, they'll address that on their own. Yeah. And that's why I love, um, one of these things our, our friend Ashlyn has always said in group gatherings is, I love this. You can do whatever you want. Yes. And it's giving people radical ownership of like, if you're at a group weekend or a friend's birthday weekend or whatever, and you don't want to do the group Mm. outing to the bar or the group meditation, like Mm. go for a walk. Yeah. And it's this whole energy of like, when you do what's best for you, you do what's best for everyone, Uh, which I probably said on the podcast before. But yeah, and this idea of like, you can get exactly out of this moment what you want. No one else here is going to tell you what this moment should be like for you. If you don't want to be in this moment with the group and it's not going to be a fuck yes for you, go do your own solo fuck yes moment and then bring that fuck yes energy back to the group. Mm. But don't be in a place where you're not happy and then feeling resentful and then we can feel the weight of your expectation. This is huge, yes. And I feel like this is actually something that I really learned coming to Venice and that I appreciate so much living here. And I think Ashlyn kind of set that stage, but we're all very good at doing that. And it's sort of like the unsaid rule of friendship and gathering here. But I, it's shocking to me always when I leave this community and realize like how much people do actually try to like control what you're doing in their presence. And it's just so crazy to me. And I just want to like highlight that because like you said when you're when you're trying to control or force someone to do something like you can't control how they feel about it and so if they're not super excited if it's not a fuck yes like you said you're gonna feel that from them and um yeah I I mean I've always had I think you and I have like kind of a live and let live attitude about other people but it's so crucial for your own happiness and for theirs Oh my gosh, totally. And it's so funny as we were talking, uh, I just thought of one more kind of cringe moment, but it happened for my growth um, that I wanted to share. And then I thought we could, before we close out, end with like a time where we dropped expectation and then it happened better than we could have imagined. Okay. Um, But yeah, this one last example I'll share to really drive it home. And it's so funny now because I'm happily married, but um, let the record show. But with our friends from, uh, from school, uh, fondly known as the lit clit in our text, text <laughs> messages, uh, I galvanized everyone to do the Trans Tahoe Relay a few years ago, mm. which for those of you who don't know, it's a relay across Lake Tahoe where you have a boat and six swimmers. Um, and they were all... They all said yes with their husbands. I was the only single person at the time. And um, part of me had wanted to do Trans Tahoe because a roommate a few years prior said it was like the mecca of like hot male former collegiate swimmer oh, athletes. yeah. That's how you were trying to convince and, me to go. And that she was like, and <laughs> yeah, it was like she was selling me on this promised land. She's like, at the end of the Trans Tahoe relay, there's like all these hot men like Yes. Partying on boats. And <laughs> and so I, I like kind of convinced all my friends to do this relay with me. And our friends were so great. And it could have been such a fun bonding day. And it was on the boat. But then they were, you know, no one else grew up swimming. So mm-hmm. we were one of the last boats. Um, and one of our friends who I loved dearly was like doing side stroke. And like our other friend was holding us all accountable to like, the rules. The rules, which I love that, that we stayed in integrity till the bitter end. But, um, you know, the promised land of male swimmers partying on their boats, <laughs> like they had already been partying for three hours by the time we crossed the finish line. So actually, like, 
that party was kind of like over and I like rather than just having so much fun that we were just like one of the last boats and like doing whatever I I got so sad because I was just like I don't know what I expected, but I was like, I'm going to like meet someone. It's going to be so Well, that's fun. that thing. You, It was actually about meeting the guys and here you are like swimming for four hours and you could have just like, there could have been maybe a different scenario or I could have just hung out there. With hot guys. Yeah. Yeah. Or I, yeah. Yeah. It's like I could have just, yeah, gone to the rock gym. I don't know. But I, and I could have just been like, wow, I'm with my college right. friends. Right. Pivoted like, and said it wasn't about that. It's yeah. not about that. I surrender. And yeah, so many options. Bless their hearts. They were all so sweet. They're like, okay, well, like, let's all go out. Like, <laughs> like they went home, napped, showered, and they're like, let's all go out. We're going to like find Meredith and man. And then they had like, like in the sweetest way possible, taken on my expectation. Right. So then we like went out, but then I was like, oh no, like now there's so much expectation. Yeah. That's almost like the worst. And so we were like searching for a place. There was like, we didn't know where the party was in Tahoe for the after party of the Trans Tahoe Relay. So then there was like no hot guy to be found. I think it was also right before I started my period, like not excusing (laughs) my expectation, but so I just got like kind of sad because here they are like with their husbands. They're like, we're going to find Meredith someone. And, oh my God. Yeah. And then I felt like bad that I kind of like put this energy yeah. onto the Trans Tahoe Relay. So then I got sad and I like started crying and there was no party to be had. And I just look back at that. I mean, we all laugh about it now and it actually ended up in one of the coveted magazines of um, our friend oh. Sam and James yes, um, who yes. they... They like print their own magazine. Oh, amazing! For like four or five people, it's so eyes beautiful. only. But yeah, he had a funny commentary about the Trans Tahoe Relay and how like I didn't end up finding my husband there. Oh my god! So and now like, it's forever documented. Yeah, I'm like I'm glad we could all laugh about it now. But just such a reminder when I look back at that day of like, it. I have so much compassion for that version of myself where it's like, okay, Meredith, like what did you want? You wanted to feel like connected and seen and whatever. It's like yeah. you could have just done that by. It is what it is. And I'm with my friends and this isn't my day for meeting guys and, and, or like, okay, I'm, I'm signing up for this cause I want to meet guys. Where's another situation that I could meet them versus like chasing this elusive after party that where there may yeah. or may not be swimmers. And even if there were guys there, then like I might not have talked to them or yeah. might not have been a fit. And so, like, then it becomes all these precarious things that have to go just right for, again, that fleeting moment. Mm-hmm. Whereas I look back and I'm like, now I look back and I'm like, wow, they were such good friends. Yeah. You know? So yeah. it's, a, it's a nice, funny thing now. But I was, like, in the moment where we're all, like, you know, in our 20s, hanging out. Like, we all live in different cities. I would have told that version of me. Just, like, enjoy being on the boat with them. Yeah. yeah. You know? And just be so grateful that they all wanted to come that they all wanted to come that we all like could take the time off and like afford to go yeah have a weekend together like that yeah yeah oh I love that yeah um beautiful should we talk about when we didn't have an expectation yeah and it turned out even better than we could have imagined yeah let's do it I want to hear yours first okay um I do have one and it's about my pretty dramatic career change that happened at the beginning of this summer, which I haven't really talked about. Um, but it's been, yeah, it's been pretty life changing. Um, so I had been sort of gearing up for this change for a long time, but ultimately, um, it came to fruition this summer and it came time to start exploring and I had so many different options so many different paths I'd been thinking about industries actual jobs um, side businesses like the list just felt completely endless and so to build expectations around what it would look like honestly was just impossible at that point and I could have tried but I was coming out of a situation that had so much expectation around it And um, I really learned a lesson from that, which was um, everything we're talking about today. You know, what something looks like from the outside is very different than what it actually feels like. And my focus for this next, you know, five years of my career was to be 
um, much more focused on what it feels like to me and less focused on what it looks like from the outside. Mm. And so I really defined um, deeply the things I wanted, the type of team that I wanted to be on, the things that I wanted to learn from these people. Um, I wanted people who were really boundaried and grounded, very smart, very sharp, very collaborative, very passionate, very determined. I wanted my mind to be stretched. I wanted to work on something that was mission driven. Like all of those things, even as I'm saying it, like sort of get amped me up. And that was how I knew that that was what I was craving and needed so badly. Yes. And so then from there, I just put myself out there and like the things that I was applying to or, or looking into, again, there was like the widest net cast and, um, and I got everything I wanted, which is crazy. Like it, it does feel when you get that, like this almost like divine intervention. Um, but yeah, I wound up hearing back from a company very quickly. The process moved quickly. And I just had this feeling from the first interview that it was kind of going to happen, even though I was a little nervous and it was a long interview process. And yeah, now it's been a few months. And so I can kind of confidently say that it has all of those things and it's been a super challenge and it's stretched me and it's been definitely hard. But the way I feel when I'm at work and collaborating with people and solving these fun, interesting problems is, um, is energized and lit up and excited. And it's just so interesting to see the difference between that and um, and all these other things that had looked really cool but not felt great. Wow. <clears throat> Powerful. Powerful. I mean, that is such a good reminder of whether it's a job or, yeah, like you, when you said that last bit, I also thought of people and like dating. Yeah. And people have this idea of what it should look like on a checklist yes. or he works here and he – is really handsome and he does this. Oh my god! Versus yeah. like you just said, how it feels. Yeah. Like how do you feel being in their energy in the present moment? If we're too concerned with a checklist, whether it's a job or a person, then we totally miss how we feel. We end up trying to impress them or make it work or like be like judging on our scorecard. That's so true, and I won't go super deep into it, but I have. I had so many of those expectations around dating and it was like each time I had that external scorecard, I wound up getting it. Like all of my list was satisfied and I would be like sitting in this apartment and it was like the apartment I had imagined and it was the person I had imagined and we were like living the kind of life I'd imagined. And then on the inside, I was just like miserable and depressed and like felt so empty inside. And each of those moments I would realize that that, the outside vision was not enough. <laughs> That's right. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I love that. Um, I mean, for me, so many micro ones come up, such as like with Eric and my events, whenever we throw events for more of that, it's like yeah. always, um, we always do an intention setting beforehand now and say whoever comes is meant to be here not as many people buy tickets it's because they weren't meant to and we were meant to have a more intimate gathering so that's really helped release expectations from events but the macro expectation that comes to mind is um which I definitely talked about on earlier episodes but just to speak to it in the lens of expectation is my relationship yes to Spencer because I actually went on our first date against my better judgment because he didn't live in LA and he was just passing through and the old Meredith with expectation would have said like why bother? He doesn't even live here. Because uh, I would usually kind of go on dates and like internally be like, mm, is he like, you know, is he a long-term partner material uh, versus just like, how do I feel getting to know this person in the moment and seeing where it goes? And then actually to break my expectation pattern with him, I'm like, you know what? I'm never going to see this guy again, most likely. So I'm just going to go and use it as an anti-expectation date mm -hmm. where I just feel into the moment. I just try to stay really present. I learned his story. And it's almost like because I didn't have expectation, it didn't put pressure on it. And then we allowed it to evolve naturally like a flower unfolding. Like that Osho quote that's like, if you love a flower, don't pick it, let mm -hmm. it grow. And it's, um, 
and it was this moment of each day, like committing to the next day, committing to the next day versus like, what's going to happen when he leaves on his motorcycle trip? For those of you who didn't listen to the first episode, he was motorcycling from Vancouver to Argentina and he met me in LA, like the very start of his journey. So it's like, yeah, I was like, rather than being like, what's going to happen when he goes to Mexico or if he meets a girl, it's just like, okay, well today we're committing to each other this way this way and this way. And then the important distinction between expectation and, and standards came in when it had felt really good for the first month. And we weren't, you know, we didn't put expectation on where it would go, but, but then we were talking for like, you know, an hour to a night and he was in Mexico. And I said, I have zero, you know, I'm not gonna, I have zero stake. And if, you know, you decide to choose me or not, However, my standard yes. as I continue to invest this kind of time into somebody is that we are exclusive just because energetically it doesn't feel good for me if like someone else is like you're talking to someone else. That being said, I have zero expectation either way. You like choose what feels good for you and I will adjust my boundaries accordingly. And I guess that that's like the important distinction between expectation and standard. And yeah. I think he actually did really respect my standards. Yeah. And that's why he realized like, oh, maybe this is more special than just like having the option of meeting someone out one night in Panama, you know, and we ended up staying, staying, choosing to stay together and choosing to be exclusive and then ended up getting married. But just an example of having no expectation while still having high standards. I love that. Yeah. And I think the beginning stages is so on point because, you know, we'd be going around and kind of like exploring different options for dating. And it it is so easy to get caught up in what the person does and what world they're in. And I loved that it was just more about like, is he on board with what you have going on, you know? And like, can he get down with like the life you've created and the world you've built Yep. And that was the standard that you just created without even having to say anything because it's the life you created for yourself. And it flipped the script into, yeah, not expecting this person to already um, know all those things, but are they are they willing to get on board? Yeah. Are you in, Spencer, or are you out? Yeah. <laughs> He's clearly in, everyone. That is the vibe. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, so that was really powerful. Yeah. Nonetheless. And so I think like as we kind of bring this to a close, it is so much like whether it's like, yeah, these big events or people, it's just step one, accepting what is, noticing where, where we were putting expectation on something and why, like what is our desired feeling from that. Then how can we get that feeling regardless if X, Y, Z happens or not? How can we commit to radical ownership of doing the thing we need to do to get that feeling yeah. independent of what anyone else does? Yes, exactly. What's the alternative that you can actually control or do? Yeah. Is there anything else you wanted to say or should we move into our little Medi moment? I think we can move into the Medi. Okay. Let's reflect. Let's do it, everyone. Closing your eyes, take a deep breath in, exhaling it out. One more breath to arrive here, closing your eyes, exhaling it out. And third and deepest breath, pulling your breath up to the crown of your head, sitting up taller. And exhale, sighing it out. And as you think about a person or situation that you have expectation around, just bringing them into your mind's eye. Just feeling the weight of that expectation, like it's thick air as you look at this energetic tie between you and this person or this situation. And just noticing your energy leaving your body, kind of shooting forward to this indistinct future moment, creating this heaviness. And as you see yourself looking at the expectation in this situation, just noticing where in your body you feel it most and breathing into that. And as you breathe awareness into that, asking your expectation, 
zero judgment, what is it trying to give you? What feeling does it want to give you? Knowing that expectation is just this manifestation from this desire from your inner child to feel a certain way. So just asking expectation to put down its armor, just at asking what it wants to feel. What is its desired feeling? Maybe it wants to feel happy or connected or excited. Just listening. Then with whatever feeling you want to feel, bringing all that energy back from that person or that situation, feeling it like come back into yourself, calling it back into your body, breathing that energy into yourself, allowing it to transform you, allowing it to create more lightness and spaciousness. And then tapping into that feeling that you want to feel from the expectation, but tapping into it right here in the present moment. almost like you're looking into a looking glass of this version of you who's already embodied in this feeling, just noticing their energy, their demeanor, and asking them, what is this tiny next step that you can take, totally independent of anyone else, to help you cultivate more of this feeling, regardless of what else happens? What's something you can do to cultivate and to increase this energy inside of you? As you breathe into that, visioning a vision of the expectation being dropped with this person or in this situation and allowing it to almost create this new vision for you of things you didn't see before, of it unfolding in a way where you remain in equanimity regardless of what happens. And even if the situation goes quote unquote south, that it's an opportunity for you to show up at your highest or to release attachment, trusting this or something greater, that if this was meant to fall apart, it means something even better was meant to fall together. And just seeing you in this future vision exist with that conviction and that trust. And then seeing you staying centered in that feeling, breathing it in, and exhaling it back into the present moment. Another deep breath into it. Open your eyes as you exhale. Slowly coming back into this space. So powerful. Super. So just reminding ourselves as we do these journaling questions, these questions for thought. What is my expectation around this person or situation? And what do I hope will happen from it? then what is the reality of the situation? What, what hard truths can I accept? What truths can I accept? And then what becomes possible when I accept these truths? What are new possibilities that actually might happen if I accept these truths? Most important question of all is how do I want to feel? What was that? How did I want to feel at the end of that expectation? And how can I tap into that feeling in myself right now? Or what's a step that I can take to give that feeling to myself regardless of how so-and-so shows up or what ends up happening with this group of friends? And that's our invitation to you guys is to Drop expectation and hold that vibration <laughs> by doing that thing for yourself. Is there anything you want to add, Eileen? Last thing I'll say, I just wanted to hone in on this like relationship situation piece one more time. Yes. Um, because I know that's such a big thing for people and myself. And yeah, just dig in a little bit deeper. Like if there's a thing that you felt like that person was providing for you, like places they were taking you, um, feedback they were giving you, um, emotions they were kind of holding for you. Just know that anything someone else can give you, you can give to yourself. Yes. Truly anything. And sometimes yes. in those moments, it doesn't feel like it. 
but there is a way to give it to yourself, Amen. whatever it is. And there's no gaps between you and you. And once you give yourself those things, then it becomes a question of like, is it fun for this person to be in my life? Do they add to my life versus like, oh my gosh, I need them or I need to control yeah. the situation so they don't leave. Yeah. Or I need to prove myself to them. Yeah. Amen to that. Amen. Wow. The power in this episode was really palpable, palpable overwhelming, some might say. Yeah. It's bursting out. But it me. turned out even better than we expected. It did. Wow. This is the perfect example. Perfect example. You guys heard it here first. <laughs> May you have a week free of expectation and full of powerful standards. And surprises. And surprises and delights and staying present, mm. staying curious. Yeah, noticing what's going on around you. We love that and we love you. We do. Stay tuned for more powerful stuff. <laughs>